I drown interior design in that idea that what surrounds us has an impact on us, that it can influence how we think, how we feel, and how we act. Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe, hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hey, girls. How are we doing tonight? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm going a little stir crazy, but I'm getting through it. I think that's my answer every night, isn't it? You guys have snow snow today. Yes. Yes. Uh It's been snowing for the last couple days. Just little fits and starts. It's so weird. The world has uh, gone mad. It's 70 degrees and sunny outside in uh, Austin, Texas right now. That's like 21 jealous. degrees. That's amazing. <laughs> well, we can't go outside anyway, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your restrictions are definitely mm-hmm. a little tighter than ours. I mean, yeah. walking the dog is about as adventurous as it gets right now. What if you don't so, have a dog? Well, then you're allowed to walk in the park to get some fresh air, but... Um, but you should really try to get a dog. <laughs> I do see a lot of people adopting puppies right now. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. or fostering. Yeah. There's or fostering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's a good idea. So as everyone can hear, we are three voices again tonight. We love having our friends come talk to us. Um, and so Amy is going to join us tonight. Um, Amy and I have known each other for many years. She and her husband lived in Prague for several years. And we were introduced by Angela of the mask making fame that we mentioned on our yeah. podcast a couple weeks She's ago. She's always been crafty, even since I know, know that girl. I know. She's amazing. So, uh, Amy, thanks for joining us. And did I miss out anything? You guys are killing it. Let me just Thank say, you. I've been binge listening and I can't wait. We're actually rolling out like a new email every Friday where I'm going to list my top 10 favorite things from the week. And this is absolutely going to be one of my favorite things. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're, good. you're doing great. You. It's, it's good fun and current, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what you do, a little bit about your business and where you are in the world because you're not in Prague any longer. What's been happening? Uh, sadly, I say I left half my heart in Prague. And anytime somebody goes, I say, look for it. But if you find it, leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm homesick for Prague and listening to you guys is not making it any better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I'm in Austin, Texas now. This is where we lived before we moved to Prague and we moved back here after. Um, And I started an interior design business three, four years ago. My background was in television news. I was a reporter and an anchor, um, but my heart was never in it. And it took me nine years to admit to myself that interior design is what I've always wanted to do. Even when we were in Prague, I think everybody could see it but me. I just hadn't admitted. And here's why, and this will be relevant for today's conversation. Um, I was worried it was frivolous. You know, I know so many smart, amazing, big-hearted people who do really important work in the world, and I wanted to decorate. And I felt like it wasn't a meaningful contribution to life. Mm. So, um, so I pushed it away for a long time, but it's just the one thing that always energized me and brought me joy and that I wanted, you know, that I wanted to do when I grew up. So once I finally admitted it to myself, it was really important to find my why. 
why do I want to do interior design? Why does it matter? Thankfully, I went for coffee with a friend early on who mentioned during our chat the phrase, the psychology of spaces. And I was like, wait, what? Back it up. because She just kept talking. I was like, that's it. Whatever you just said now, that is the key to what I want with my life. Wow. So I, every, like, that was three or four years ago. And I would say still every single day, I sort of struggle with bringing it back, not struggle, but like I ground interior design in that idea that what surrounds us has an impact on us, that it can influence how we think, how we feel and how we act and environmental psychology, right? So that is the basis. My company is called Hey Now Interiors. And that's the basis of Hey Now. We try to um, just really honor and respect and um, give energy to people's homes. What um, I've always appreciated as I've watched you grow through the years and like really implement this idea is I love how you view um, the space around you and your home and the things that you have not as like, well, in your words, not as frivolous, but like this is an extension of who you are and your personality. And that if you don't have those things, then you aren't you. And I think that that, like as a person, for example, that has a thousand books, um, I think that that is really true, that if I imagine my space with zero books, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be me in my space. And that, that you are able to incorporate that comfort for people. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I really kind of figured it out when we lived in Prague too, the importance of home and the importance of home sort of holding you and being like mm -hmm. a hug at the end of every day and a good morning when you wake up every day because I loved our flat. We had the most gorgeous 100 year old flat that our landlord was an architect and he had just refinished it. And it had some of the most beautiful details, these gorgeous glass tiles that he had found in an old factory and oh, wow. covered. So he did the backsplash and the bathrooms in this beautiful glass tile. And he sent me home with some. So I have a little baggie that I've been meaning to make some art out of, um, like red glass, teeny tiny tiles. They were so beautiful. And, oh, you know, so cool. the what, 10 foot, 12 foot tall white ceilings and the light. And every day that flat, we, we would look around in like overwhelming gratitude for what a beautiful space we got to call home. And when you're living as an expat, as a foreigner, you don't know the language, you are learning the culture and it's overwhelming, right? And yeah, I mean, yeah. it was an amazing, we loved it. Um, but to come home to a space that really um, was a comfort, it was an inspiration. Um, and we, that was the first time in my life I'd ever lived somewhere where almost every day I'd look around with gratitude and it felt so good. So that's where we're coming from. Yeah. That's where I love that. And when you start to talk about like, I think everybody's um, stereotype of interior design is like, Oh, that's for fancy people, you know, fancy people with a lot of money, <laughs> like roll around in. Uh, but then when you start to talk to people about home and how much home matters and that home matters, we all get that and we all agree with that. And to have a space that brings us joy, that helps us feel sane and connected to the people that we live with. I've had clients that didn't invite friends over because they were embarrassed about their like 20 year old outdated kitchen that they've been in for so long. And it's, they, they didn't like it. It was dark, you know, and then they went from that to 
being excited to have their friends over. So I also think there are ways that our house can bring us down when we don't pay it the attention and give it the love and invest in it um, in ways that we then are missing out on life. You know, yeah, I totally he was missing out on that. having friends over and creating those memories. And so obviously we're not doing that right now. Um, but yeah, setting so, your home up in a way that it's serving you. Yeah, that so is that my can... question. What is happening over there in Texas? Um, yeah. You are our first actual American that's in America <laughs> that we're talking yeah. to. <laughs> so tell us what's going on in Texas and Austin. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, well, I think it's similar, um, not quite as restricted as what you're experiencing in Prague right now, but um, the U.S. mostly the like the big calls are being made by local and state governments. So um, in Austin, our mayor determined that we need to have a shelter in place that started um, a week ago, I believe, last Tuesday at midnight. Mm -hmm. um, and the schools are shut down. Um, a lot of the schools are supposedly just shut down until mid-April, but all of us parents are going, no, you know, it's going to happen until the fall. We just right, know yeah, everyone's right. coming. I think that's how everyone's feeling around um, the world. Yeah. I think we're all just ready for that call to be made and prepared. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, and the, you know, in this six foot distance and um, more and more people are wearing masks, but it's not required. Um, same with gloves and everything's closed except for the essentials. So a lot, I think that's similar to what you guys have been talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and social distancing, like you go in and out of people's homes. So <laughs> how are you feeling about that? I saw that in your neighborhood, um, people were still, I think it was on your feed, actually, correct me if I'm wrong, that people were still meeting, but six feet apart out okay. in the neighborhood that you were talking to your neighbors yeah. and having a drink. So Yeah, we're really lucky. We live in a townhome community that's laid out in kind of U-shaped, and there's a big private park in the middle with a sidewalk that meanders around the whole thing. So we have been meeting outside for and drinks in the evening. Um, on Sunday, so we'll lawn chair feet apart. Um, so we're really lucky because we have this unique setup where we've got a private park right outside our doorstep. Nobody has to drive. You can just walk outside and see. Um, so that's been really nice. But as far as my business, we've definitely, you know, we're on hold. All of our projects and renovation projects, right, right. we can't go into people's homes right now. And we wouldn't anyway. We want to respect them and their space and our health and their health. Um, so I know there are like construction projects are still ongoing for a lot of construction companies. That's been, as far as we're concerned, we're not, we're, we are decorating. So we're doing renovation work, but we were at a place with all of our client projects that the phases were easy to stop, you know, That's at good. the beginning good. and wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that means that, so my husband works with me as well. Like this is the phase which is really exciting. So really scary right now because this is all we have. We're a small business and this is it for us, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, that is, so that is a, a hard place to be where yeah. um, you want to see growth, but right. at the same time you want to see your country be stable and healthy. And I've been right. talking to a lot of students about that, that, that mixed feeling of like, I really need to get out there and make some money, but I really need everyone to be safe at the same time. So I think yeah. a lot of people are struggling with that balance. 
Mm-hmm. But it's fun to watch people be resourceful and come up with new ways to do what they do virtually. Even, you know, I think you guys were talking about Jimmy Fallon a couple episodes ago and him doing his live show from home. Well, I guess it's not live. They're doing the show from home, the Tonight yeah. Show from his place. Yeah. So you've been very innovative. I saw that you have several things going on for people online. Um, I, I caught your live chat um, where you were giving people little mini updates on pictures they sent in. Um, so how has your creative brain been churning out new ideas in your quarantined world? Well, the, so the funny thing is I am actually in a way grateful for this space because we love creating new ideas. We get a lot of energy out of, you know, launching new services and coming up with kind of, yeah, resourceful ideas on how to approach interior design. So this is sort of giving us an opportunity to try on some new things. Um, One of them is live tiny designs. So um, we had tried back in the fall meeting people over coffee for just 30 minutes. They'd fill out a form ahead of time, letting us know what they needed in their spaces, Mm -hmm. send us some pictures, and then we would meet and I would just brain dump ideas for 30 minutes, Um, which is like a tiny version of our favorite service, which is a two-hour version of that in your home. So we are pivoting now and offering the live tiny design. And we're kind of, every week we kind of change up and realize, oh, this will work better this way. So next time you see it, Tassie, it'll Uh be um, like a couple of people can submit to be the client in the tiny design. And we go live on Instagram and Facebook and we show their photos and we'll have them hop on to answer questions and, you know, just solve the problems of their spaces. Yeah. So that was really fun to try though. Not without tech problems. as you (laughs) (laughs) Always tech problems. And figuring out how to go live on Instagram and Facebook at the same time. I don't know why Facebook hasn't gotten it together yet and realized people are trying to do that. They're owned by the same company. (laughs) Come on. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's a great idea. Maybe I'll have to submit some corner of my. Yes, flat do. Actually, I, love it. I have to tell everyone that my very favorite yes. pillowcases um, are from you and they are I on saw you my bed quite often. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at your um, website earlier today right. and yeah. I realized that the video that you have playing in the background yes. is from that flat in Prague it's that you were talking about and those pillowcases are on that bed and I was like those are my pillowcases. <laughs> I know they make a good play in the video they do yeah I um I I got real crafty when we lived there and I um, like stitched, I cut out letters out of fabric and I stitched, hand stitched them onto the pillowcase in all different fabrics. So it says, does it say you're my favorite across two pillowcases? Yeah. Yeah. And you gave them to me when you left. I I love that you still have them. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, we invited you on here because we found this article a while ago. um, Mm. And... The name of the article is Why Cleaning and Organizing is So Therapeutic When We're Stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have talked to so many friends, so many people. I've seen so many articles about people that are like, this is the time to (laughs) clean it all up. This is the time to do the spring cleaning. Um, So I thought it would be interesting to talk to you about your take on the article. Yeah. Um, But also like 
how that has transitioned into the people that you work with if you are seeing more people interested in changing up their space now that they're constantly living in it for yeah weeks on end. right right um, right and some tips for us about how to get started without being overwhelmed yeah good um, well, the crux of the article is basically that it's so, it's so therapeutic to clean and organize when we're stressed because it's something we can control. And I think all of us have tried organizing at one point or another and you finish and it's such a sense of satisfaction. So mm -hmm. it's something that you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out. And there's a, a beginning and an end. And when you're done, you feel like you've accomplished something worthwhile that's going to make life run a little smoother for you. Um, and, you know, and then the article even goes into some really good science of like, you feel that, that sense of accomplishment triggers endorphins, and then you feel so accomplished that that's contagious. You're like, what else can I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, that was one of the things I loved yeah. about this article that, um, and actually, it was one of the questions that I had down for you. Mm -hmm. um, there was a quote where they say, um, cleaning helps us filter out the larger picture, which is overwhelmingly uncertain by giving us mm. something to have power over, even if it's something as small as organizing our books by color. Um, yeah. And then yeah. she goes on and talks about uh, when you tackle and conquer a challenging cleaning project, you're more likely to feel capable of tackling other areas in your life that feel daunting or out of control. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because you transform people's homes. Mm -hmm. um, and have you seen some of those transformations? Have you seen someone that changed something in their home and then actually in their life things changed? Like, do you think that there is that power of your yeah. home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of my very favorite projects that I've still to date worked on was a 1940s um, limestone cottage. And the, um, the gal who hired me, I think it was great because we were really in lockstep with our style. I love color and pattern and joyful spaces and playful fun spaces. And um, she'd been going through a lot of life changes. She'd had a lot of health issues she was working through and trying to solve for um, and just been doing a lot of work on herself. So she at some point had an aha that I'm doing all this work on myself. I, and, and yet my home doesn't reflect any of that. It's all neutrals and grays and whites and beiges and tans. And I want my home to look like I feel. Mm -hmm. And so we have gone through almost her whole home. We still have her master bedroom left, but we've done um, her girls' rooms as a surprise for her girls. We took out the really drab carpet that ran up their stairs and replaced it with this like graphic hot pink and navy and oh my orange, gosh really that sounds amazing boho carpet runner and we just I mean we just threw joy in that house and she now is a coach and we've been sort of running these parallel tracks because I was really ramping up my business and she's been starting her coaching business and she said now I have all these pockets of my home where I can invite people in and help them heal in these spaces in my home that bring me joy now in my front mm -hmm. room where there's a day bed instead of a sofa and sitting at my kitchen counter at the stools over a cup of tea. And we even, her husband even hired us as a surprise Christmas gift 
to hang aerial silks in the backyard because she was an aerial yoga instructor. So she'll even use the silks to have people out back and do sound baths out back. She just has all these pockets of her home that now she has this soul connection to each of those spaces that they reflect the work she's done, you know, and now she gets to use those to help work with other people. So that's my favorite story of transformation of where your home really can support and inspire your goals. Um, So I think it's interesting now because, you know, you're not going to go for probably a full-fledged design change, although you can. We have planned for that and we have ways that we can help um, create full room designs for people virtually, which is actually how I got my start in design was doing what we call e-design. So it's not actually that big of a pivot for us. It's just, we've layered it back into our service offerings. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I think there are like, but if we're not leaving the house, what can you do? Right. So yeah. So how have you, I mean, obviously we talked about the, the mini planning, but, um, Mm -hmm. what would you recommend to people? Like, what do you see the biggest, stresses being now that they're in their house Jan and I you've been listening to the podcast we talked about like finding a space an office space that's only for the office right or um I was joking I think off air with January that um I spend my daylight hours on my couch and when it gets dark I move to the bed and in my mind I didn't even make that distinction but realized that I was doing it kind of naturally so what are some tips you have Yes. Yes. Get people rolling. Well, I think you've kind of hit on one of them is creating that circadian rhythm within your home. So you're following the sunlight and or the dark in your rhythm Mm -hmm. of your day. I imagine, Mm -hmm. right? Like it feels better to be sitting on the sofa during the day in bed at night. I imagine it's, you know, bright and light near your sofa. Yes. Um, and then I think it's a really good time to start to layer in more light in your home. Um, I don't tell me if this is true for you guys, I can't quite remember um, when we were living in Prague, Americans tend to just rely on overhead light. Do mm-hmm. people, are people better about using lamps in Czech Republic, do you think? Yeah, I think Ikea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. With that. And Jan, I love your flat because you guys have lots of um, floor lamps that you have yeah. in, strategically placed around. Yeah. That's true. I am super sensitive to light. So Uh, the lighting. So, and so is my husband. Like one of the reasons why he's worked at home for as long as he has, because he's worked at home for as long as I've known him. Um, One of the reasons is because of fluorescent lighting. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because it just makes him sad. And he's really sensitive to light. And in in our flat that we have now, there are big floor to ceiling um, French door kind of, well, the European version of French doors, um, (laughs) that lead to like our balconies and, um, and yeah, I'm, I, I hate the overhead lamps. If you ask my daughter or my husband, like there's one that they're just not allowed to turn on because the minute (laughs) I'm like, turn it off. I hate that. I'm blinded. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I so I would argue that we all feel what you're feeling, January, what both of you, you and your husband feel. Um, it's just some people are more attuned to it. Mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of science about fluorescent lighting and what that does to your brain well, and your productivity. And mm-hmm, it is. So 
the easy way to understand lighting and how you can help your home support you better in lighting is just to think of the way the sun operates. So at noon, the sun is straight overhead and it's really harsh, right? So to me, that's overhead lighting. And not to say you don't need overhead lighting, you do, because sometimes you just need the whole room to be bright. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, for the most part, the way we operate in our home is probably like you, January. We've got the overhead lights for when we need them, but we don't want the noonday sun at night, when it, which mm-hmm. is when you're turning on lights, um, mm-hmm. versus the natural rhythm of the sun. You, um, both of you guys know photography, so you know the golden hour, either in the morning or at yeah. sunset, right. as the sun is casting more of a um, horizontal warm light rather than the harsh white light of the noonday sun. Mm-hmm. It's a golden light, right? So that's yeah. what we're trying to recreate in the evenings through lamp lighting or even string lights, like Christmas lights. Oh, I love Christmas lights, fairy lights. And I have them all what, around yeah. my flat. I love it. And does it just change the way you feel in your space in the evenings? It does. Evening? Yeah, absolutely. Warm. Yes. Like the visual of a cup of tea having those Christmas lights on. That's a a perfect analogy. It's just that warm, cozy feeling. So um, I, you know, if people don't have lamps right now, I don't know if you can order them or even just dig out those string lights, those fairy lights, those Christmas lights and hang them up in a corner or drape them across a mirror um, Mm -hmm. just to give yourself, even if you know you're not going to keep those there forever. Maybe aesthetically, you don't love the way they look, but you love the way they glow in the evenings mm-hmm. just to change things up. I think that's yeah. a big part of it right now too. We're all stuck inside. So what mm-hmm. can we do to change things up and create those like reactive moments where we go, oh, I love that, right? Those little moments of joy. Yeah, um, that's such a good tip. I love that. And it's, you're right. It is something so simple. We all have yeah. Christmas lights sitting in a box somewhere. Exactly. And you're right. For a month or two, you can put those up and have that those. little warmth. Yeah. 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 I use candles yeah. too. And I know like this winter felt particularly dark to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is an adjustment after living in North America right. to live in this part of Shorter Europe days. where, yeah, yeah, the where in the winter, the short days are short. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like when we would wake up, I would like candles rather than turning lights on and at night, like when the sun went down early, you know, light some candles and I'm not a huge candles person. Like I'm not a person who has like a bunch of scented candles. (laughs) Yeah. Like lots of scented candles or whatever. I'm just talking about like, you know, just some simple white papers or (laughs) yeah. 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 All lights and some cute little, um, holders, but yeah, I think the candles really helped me get through this winter. Like, and I, I've started kind of doing that now since we're, we're building new rhythms around like school from home and yeah. when we need our family to, to come together and relax and there's a record player involved and, <laughs> yes, and yes. all that kind of stuff that feels like togetherness. That's yeah. definitely, um, light I think is huge. Yeah. Yeah, light and color are my two favorite soapboxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I love your pops of color. Another thing that I love that has stayed with you from your time in the Czech Republic, I noticed it in one of your videos um, maybe a month or so ago, 
is you have the Marks and Spencer tea boxes. Yes. Um, and I think they've actually changed their design since then. They but have, the, sadly. Yeah, um, I, they were really bright colors. There was a yellow and a turquoise and a red, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I saw them somewhere. You were standing yeah. and I was like, I recognize those tea boxes. <laughs> but I love that you use everyday things. Like you didn't spend $20 or 20 euros going out and buying Um, a poster like you use something that was in your cupboard and made it functional and I love that about your design and you know what my favorite use uh, like my favorite way to make those things work right now is washi tape you guys know what washi tape is yeah yeah. I'm addicted to washi tape (laughs) oh use it everywhere I can think of um yeah that's like lately I've just been finding new way new like old art that's been you know under my bed and I'll just pull that out and find somewhere cute and put some washi, put it on the wall with washi tape. Mm-hmm. And that's so great because washi tape is also very environmental because it's a uh, paper and it's biodegradable and mm-hmm. you're not sticking plastic on the wall and it comes off without taking your paint off. I yeah. love that idea. Oh my gosh. I do that it's in my just office easy. with my yeah. watercolor paintings. Yes. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. So finding little ways to add whether, yeah, whether it's the Marks and Spencer tea box that you think is really cute or your kid's art, um, finding cute stuff to pop on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's really nice printable stuff out there. Um, the pep tops, pep, the pep talks that Jan and I did um, was a printable that you could print out. And actually what I did is I circled the ones I liked in different colors of highlighters. Um, so it's kind of a rainbow collage yeah. with the, with the pep that. talks that I liked. Um, and then I stuck that in my bathroom. Um, but I'm going to use the washi tape now. Yeah. It just inspired I just me. did that last week over our kids art space. I haven't known what to put on the wall and it's been driving me nuts. And I pulled out a set of um, pages from a wall calendar that we actually got in Prague. It's all Czech movie posters. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so now there's like six of those arranged in kind of a gallery with washi tape. Nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I think any way that you can find additions of color in your home right now, even if when you're at the park, you clip some branches or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, find a book you like with beautiful art and pull some pages out from that. Um, Color, there are so many studies about how color increases our clarity, our focus, our sense of connection, our sense of creativity, um, productivity, and, you know, it's all feelings that we would like to feel even when we're home alone. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, I have a bright that's... yellow chair in my living room and mm-hmm. it is like my favorite thing. It's just one of those IKEA um wing back chairs. Uh, yes. that's bright yellow and I adore it because it's just every morning that sunny yellow looking at me <laughs> makes me feel Yeah, better. you have an emotional moment, an emotional reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So Amy, give us some more tips. I need all the tips I can get. I'm one person living in this one room (laughs) with one little cute dog. um, And I need need to occupy myself. (laughs) We got to find ways to fight the sturdy for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I, you know, honestly, I think the, the power is in change right now and color. <laughs> um, so by changing things up where you live again, even if you know, I'm only going to, I'm only changing this for right now, just to give myself something different to look at. That's fine. Even if you know, you'd like to change it back to the way it was as soon as, you know, shelter at home is over, um, shelter in place. There's so many phrases to call. <laughs> I know. I was thinking we should do a whole podcast just on the, um, the phraseology, the phraseology and idioms. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I usually mix them all together. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, what's a quarantine and what's a lockdown and what's a, we don't even get yeah. like a shelter in place, like nice word for it. It's just lockdown here. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, at least that's clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know I've been doing this in my home. I've seen friends doing it. Just rearrange the furniture, right? Like play oh, with yeah. it. Let it be your dollhouse right now and just see how it feels to flip where your sofa is or your chairs. One of my favorite um, tips for furniture arranging in like social spaces is if you have the room for it, don't glue everything to the wall. So pull your mm -hmm. sofa out, give it some breathing room, pull your chairs out. And the way you want to arrange your furniture, especially in those social spaces, is for a conversation circle. So you're not designing for the TV. You're <laughs> not designing for the walls. You're designing for the people. Mm -hmm. So the people want to come in, have a sit, feel connected, have a chat. And you want, so you want everything to kind of hug each other, right? Like you want your sofa and your chair to be close enough that when people are sitting in them, they don't feel like they're a room apart and it's not awkward, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think just playing with your furniture arrangement, again, just for the sake of giving yourself something different to experience, move some rugs around in your house. Try a rug in one room that you always had in another room. Same with decor, like all of your tchotchkes and decorations, like restyle those pull them from the living room onto the bookcase or out of I've stolen things out of my kids room because it looked cute <laughs> in the um I think you had mentioned Tassie rearranging bookshelves and organizing things by color um oh I love that idea because I'm yeah. I'm kind of the um obsessive compulsive person that I need like my books organized by author's name alphabetically or something uh, but I yeah. think that it would be really good for my head if I just put all the blues all the reds all the and just let them live where they live I love yeah, that well, idea but my husband thing. vetoes it every time I know because Andy the color? and I were on the same wavelength the okay, color you know, yeah I saw a really funny um uh interview with a famous actress whose name I won't be able to tell you because I'm real bad at that game um, she loved the rainbow effect, but then she knew she wouldn't be able to find her book. So anytime she wants to find a book, she Googles it to find out what color it is. <laughs> so tell your husband that, Jan. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because what you're doing by, not that I'm telling everybody that you need to do rainbow bookshelves, but I am, I am for it in that it gives your eye somewhere to land. Like your, your brain can glance at that and make sense of it really quickly. And by organizing things in color, there is a psychology there that it does kind of bring you joy because now the focus is on color and vibrancy, right? Mm -hmm. So um, just for now, it might be fun to try out, even if you have to move it back to alphabetized by author. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I love that idea, actually. I'd be totally open to it. Yeah. There's actually a book that is like my design Bible that I have to geek out for just a minute. 
um, because I think it's a good read right now while we're all stuck at home. The book is called Joyful by Ingrid Fatelli, and the subtitle is The Surprising Power of Ordinary Things to Create Extraordinary Happiness. So she Ooh. has studied the effect and impact of things on our psyche, on our emotions, on our brains. And color is kind of where she starts her book. She tells this incredible story about the capital city of Albania. It's called Tirana, Albania. And in the year 2000, they were recovering from decades of oppressive dictatorships. And so the city, you know, was depressed and, you know, shops had bars on them and mm -hmm. the city, you know, people would litter and it wasn't that clean. And so the mayor decided his like Hail Mary attempt at reviving his city was to drench a building in like tangerine orange paint, everything but the doors and the windows. And it stopped <laughs> traffic. <laughs> People were like, what is happening? Um, but it was the first of a series of buildings that was sort of his like public works project to add color to his city. And it changed the city. People started talking about raising their kids there. They started paying taxes. They started dining al fresco. Um, That's stopped amazing. littering. And Color literally changed the city from the outside I in. Love that. So if you want to talk about the power of color in your home, like layer that in wherever you can. And right now is such a good time to experiment with how much does it matter what my home looks like? How much does my stuff matter? Can it serve me? Can it change mm -hmm. the way I feel? Pretty, it's a pretty good experimental moment. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'm not an organizer, but I'm an organizing nerd and I've dabbled in organizing. So I do have a few ideas because that's often a really good place to start, right? Like it's yeah, really we all have those drawers. I'm, yes. I'm looking at my set of drawers right now that I'm like, yeah, it might take two pandemics for me to open those up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say you're lucky if it's just drawers, but those sound bad. <laughs> They're not big though, but I just don't want to open them. <laughs> you don't want to deal with it. Well, here, so, so here's some tips that might help you feel ready to tackle those. Um, the first thing that you need to do when you're organizing a space, like choose one space to focus on, you have to pull everything out. If you just leave it in there and you're trying to go through your closet, for example, and you are just looking at all your clothes where they always are, it's impossible to choose which ones you don't want. Um, so you pile everything, and this is very Marie Kondo, right? You've probably seen mm -hmm. this. Um, so pull everything out of that drawer, first of all, and, and right out of the bat, then you'll feel accomplished because you'll have a beautiful empty drawer. Right, you have an empty drawer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. And then I like to create three piles. I create a yes, a no, and a maybe pile. And what that does with the maybe pile, it allows you to make decisions really quickly. Is it an absolute yes? It goes in the, no, in the yes pile. Is it an absolute no? That's obvious. And if you feel yourself waffling, you set it aside. So it's uh -huh. sort of a delayed decision making, but it allows you to get through the yeses and the nos that are really clear really quickly. By the time you've done that, you come back to the maybe pile with some more clarity about how much you have, how much you've gotten rid of, and you can look at your yes pile and go, oh yeah, those are things I definitely know that I love. So anything in this maybe pile that doesn't make me feel like that or that doesn't serve me anymore, it's easier now to say no to those or yes. And then I will even, if I'm still waffling on some things, put them in a, like a maybe box and set it aside for 
for a week. And then when you come back to that thing that hasn't been in your life for a week, or maybe it's six weeks and you look at it, you know, pulled out of a box or a bag, then you're like, ah, yeah, no, I don't want that back in my house. <laughs> yeah. That happens to yeah. me quite often that yeah. I, I put a bag together of things that, um, I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I have shoes. That's the, I can think of like three or four pairs of shoes. I put them under the couch and I'm like, right. if I don't wear them, then I'm going to get rid of them. And I really did last year. I, I got rid of three or four pairs of shoes because I just never needed them. And there yeah. was no reason for them to stay with me. Yeah. When we moved to the Czech Republic, we didn't send anything um, like over on a boat, you know? Right. Uh, we just came and it was the two of us with our four-year-old daughter at the time. We just came with uh, four suitcases and... Oh my um, gosh, that's incredible. We came yeah. with six when we were moving for a year and there were yeah. two of us. That's amazing. But I think the I reason we why... <laughs> I think the reason why we came with so few things is because we had to sell our house. We had to move out of that house and then we had to move into temporary housing before we act for like, I think we actually ended up being there for six months because some things with my uh, photography business, some, um, I got some extra like bookings and we kind of like wanted to take advantage of the season as long as we could. And, um, getting rid of everything in that house was such, I mean, cause we had an attic, we had a basement, the house was a hundred years mm-hmm. old, and only like 1200 square feet that you could count on like a real estate listing. But it was, you know, the garage out back, which was like a shack that nobody ever went into and was still full of like paint cans from the previous owner. And yeah, like a rake from like 1922 and like all this stuff that we had to get rid of because our realtor was like no you can't leave this for the next people um so I remember just the pain of having to get rid of so much stuff like just not the pain of letting it go right just like how much of a pain it was to go through so much junk and how awful I felt about having accumulated so many things that we did not need um that like I'm real careful about what comes into my house now but even still things sneak by you like mm-hmm. even with that awareness and I ended up like we ended up throwing in the towel like we we got like 98% done and then I had to shoot a wedding Andy got sick Lucy had like a ballet recital I mean it was just like everything was happening at the same time and I just called a guy who does um <laughs> like just kind of takes everything out of your house for like people who have died or <laughs> right you were like come get everything I'm like I need a death cleaner and I need them now <laughs> and he came out I think we ended up paying like a thousand dollars for somebody to just get to rid take of your stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah and I was like and he you know like their business their whole business is that they take it and kind of you know re resell it to places like or not sell it but take it to places like habitat for humanity goodwill they kind of sort through everything so make sure it doesn't just end up in a trash heap um if it doesn't need to be in a trash heap so i felt good about paying for the service it wasn't that but it was just like sitting there like after that happened thinking I just paid someone a thousand dollars 
<laughs> to get rid of stuff for me. <laughs> right, right. But I think that that also um, illustrates the point of it is so nice to have a second set of eyes to go through things. Yeah. Um, yes. Because mm-hmm. you do get fatigued. Like it's your stuff. You've lived in it. You know it. And someone else can walk in and say, oh, do you really need that dress? When's the last time you wore it? Or that dress looks amazing on you. Why don't you ever wear it? Or, you know, like Amy, I see what you do with your clients where you say exactly what you were just saying. Well, like, why don't you put that couch over here in the middle of the room and then take this carpet and put it over here and suddenly you have this real pop that wasn't there even though you have all the things you just need someone else to another look at set it. of eyes that's not used to looking at the same stuff every day the way it is yeah mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so amy tell yeah. us where we can find you so if everyone's inspired now and they want to do a mini <laughs> session with you how do we make it happen yeah session you want a maxi? Great, we have those. <laughs> They're calling them that. After like everyone is, is able to, you know, leave their house again and breathe yeah. the same air. I'm sure oh, there are some people I who know. might be interested in your services. Yeah. So um, the last couple of weeks, we've been we've got two kids, a um, four year old and a six year old. So we've been. Um, cleverly coming up with ways to get them to not bother us so that we can like, <laughs> launch all these new services. Um, but we've got the tiny design um, that I talked about that'll be live once a week on Facebook and or Instagram. Still working that out. Um, and we'll announce all of that and have conversations about when that is and find out from people when they want that to be um, on Instagram. So that's a really easy place to find me and follow along with all of our adventures and misadventures in quarantine. Um, so it's Hey Now Interiors on Instagram and it's H-E-Y like, hey. Cool. Um, we'll definitely link to this in the show notes as well. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Thanks. So Instagram is an easy way to follow me. And then um, on top of that, that's sort of like our goodwill offering, right? Trying to give people some inspiration and um, give away a little bit of help. And then we also have um, the two-hour version of that that I mentioned where we would normally go into your home, we now will do via a video call. So ahead of time, you'd fill out a pretty detailed questionnaire, send us lots of pictures, and then we spend two hours on a video call, which is fun. I actually did, um, a, we call it a jump start, a design jump start. I actually did a design Ooh, like jump start that. for two hours on the phone with somebody in Prague. Oh, who was nice. expecting a baby and they were trying to figure out how to make, you know, their two bedroom flat work now with an extra member of the family. Um, and it went swimmingly. It was great. Um, and then we follow that up with a, um, a detailed account of everything, all the ideas that we've talked about, because it's pretty intensive. Two hours, like just jam packed with do this, do this, do this, right. change this, put this here, put these, consider shelves here. Um, and then we also do like full on e-design, which means um, we'll come up with a full room plan for you with links, shopping links that you can um, buy. Oh, that sounds like the best part of it for me because yes. I, yeah. I see the ideas and I go, I love that. And then how do I, I, pull it yeah, I right. don't know how to source things. So that would be amazing. What's online shopping like there now? Because when we lived there, it wasn't a thing. It's huge. Can you buy <laughs> furniture now? Um, not not really um you can buy ikea furniture (laughs) which you can do so much with ikea they're so and talk about being smart with space use and multi-purpose 
like they've got it down. Yeah. I think e-shops for small businesses and for, you know, just your general, um, high street fair is definitely a thing, but if you're looking for specialty furniture or like something that's different than, um, you know, the norm, like something that's more unique, uh, you're definitely going to have to visit a shop. Yeah. Um, at least that's my experience. What do you think, Tess? Um, well, I'm an Ikea girl. <laughs> so most of my experience is with them because I love them. Um, I know that my students, for example, give me tips all the time. Um, there's one that's called like Bo, Bonami, Bomami, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's really popular. But yeah, it's, um, it's still the prefab, like put it together sort of furniture. Um, yeah. But I agree that probably if you're looking for something specific and unique, then it's better to go. There are so many little tiny design shops popping up all over um, mm-hmm. Prague. That's so cool. I feel like there are the furniture design shops. There's actually one on my street um, that's like just this little teeny tiny furniture design. So that's probably true. Huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So excellent. Well, I have my moment of calm no yes moment of calm i just want to say moment of zen i know i'm not john stewart and daily show it's trevor now it's trevor update your references i know Um, i'm I'm dating he's doing his show from his living room too he's so cute oh my gosh in his hoodies he cracks me up I love yeah. the one. Did you see where he goes out on his balcony to sing yes. in New York? Like yes. the Italian. Shut up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> New York. <laughs> so my moment of calm tonight comes from Albert Einstein, and he says, "Out of clutter, find simplicity. From discord, find harmony. In the middle of difficulty lies opportunity." Amen, nice. sister. Yes. <laughs> So thank you so much, Amy, Brother. for joining us. <laughs> it was nice to <laughs> This was a great conversation, and I'm sure it's going to be super useful for so many people. Um, and uh, we hope that you come back and join us again soon. We'll talk about other fun stuff. Yeah. And I can actually I can tell you how we have occupied our children for hours and hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, would, that would be excellent. Um, and when, when all of this blows over and we're all flying internationally, come actually join us. Thank you, ladies, and thanks for keeping us entertained and informed. Thank you for being with us. This was great, super helpful. I'm inspired to uh, try to find ways to move some things around my house now. Good. I hope, yes, that's my hope. It just brings you a little, a few little snippets of new joy. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you, ladies, soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode of From Quarantine. Our greatest wish is that it brought some levity to your day. If we made you laugh even a little bit, then we accomplished our goal. We are now live on all major platforms, so you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, as well as your favorite third-party apps. Just search for From Quarantine. You can find us on Instagram by searching from quarantine as well. And you can also reach us through our website, quarantine.cz.
We would love it if you would like and share our episodes with your friends, but if you could also take a moment to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that would help us out tremendously. Thanks again, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is brought to you by the coronavirus outbreak. Live together. Die